What are the most amazing running and hiking routes in the world? Who did them and how fast? Welcome to the exciting new world of fastest known time, commonly known as FKTs. This podcast is produced by fastestknowntime.com, a website where you find out what's new and cool, plus track FKT efforts taking place right now. On this podcast, we'll meet the remarkable athletes who have established some of the best FKTs, ask them how they did it, and find out what it means to them. And we won't waste any of your time. The Fastest Known Podcast delivers great info to you in just 30 minutes so you can get back to your run, which of course is more important. Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast. This week we're talking with Heather Anderson. Welcome, Heather. It's been a few years since we've talked. It's good to talk with you again. Yeah, good to talk to you too. Now, your resume is is rather startling. You had the self-supported record on the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and the Arizona Trail all at the same time. And your PCT self-supported record of 60 days still is the overall, which means female as well as male. Your Appalachian Trail, a time of 54 days, also was the overall record. And your Arizona Trail of 19 plus days, set in 2016, was also the overall record until just two weeks ago. So that's uh, Mm -hmm. quite a stunning resume you have there. (laughs) Thank you. And you have a particular style, one might note. You you kind of own this. You uh, now you recently set the fabled triple crown, the first female to do the calendar triple crown. And I'll just briefly mention what that is. That's the mm-hmm. uh, Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and the Continental Divide Trail through hiking the whole thing all in one year. Correct. Now, I think you're the first female to do the calendar triple crown. Is that right? Yes, I am. And I just got to just jump right in here. That's uh, what's the, I forgot. That's like 7,000 miles, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it depends uh, a little bit on which route you take on the Continental Divide Trail. Um, because the CDT is um, still has a lot of route options, so you can hike anywhere between 22 and 2,900 miles on that trail. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, I definitely hiked over 7,000 miles this year, but I don't know exactly how far. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> well, 7,000 miles is plenty. And uh, yeah, you described this as a 15-year-old dream. So that means you've thought about this for 15 years. Yeah, so um, our mutual friend, Fly and Brian, did this in 2001. Uh, he was the very first person ever to do the calendar year Triple Crown. Backpacker Magazine wrote an article about him that was a bit delayed, but uh, I read it after I finished my first through hike in 2003. So I guess it's good they delayed it because as soon as I read that article, I was like, I'm going to do this. Wow. And it took me 15 years to get around to it. But I mean, my mom still remembers that day that I came like running down the stairs with the magazine in my hand, waving it at her going, I'm going to do this. Wow. That's an incredible yeah. story. So you got stoked 15 years ago and now you've done it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was in it. And, and Brian came out um, and surprised me at the end. Like he drove 15 hours and slept at a trailhead and found me on my last day and hiked the last like 10 miles with me. Um, and so that was really, really incredible and super meaningful to me to have the person that I read about that made me want to do this 15 years ago 
show up and be there at the end of the journey with me. So that's so classic because that shows the community, doesn't it? How supportive the community sure. is. Um, yeah, definitely. What, now, did you, what was, what was the order? Was it the AT, the CDT, then the PCT? I, so I broke up the AT and the CDT around um, each other. So I actually started um, at Springer Mountain, Georgia on the AT, and I went all the way up to the Vermont, New Hampshire border. Um, but the, the Appalachian Trail was having a terrible, like, late winter, spring. It was still snowing in the White Mountains when I got there in May. So I ended up going out to New Mexico and just hiking the southernmost like 400 miles of the CDT. So, and then I went over to do the PCT and I did the whole PCT straight northbound. And then I came back and hiked um, most of the CDT southbound. Then I went and finished up in Maine and New Hampshire on the AT and then went back to the CDT. So there was some hopping back and forth between the AT and the CDT because of weather. Right. And that is, in terms of triple crowners, that's how Flying Brian did it back in 2001 mm -hmm. for the same reason. It's really hard due to snow to literally through hike all these long trails because it just doesn't work in terms of snow. You have to move around a little bit and be a little strategic. Yeah. I mean, you either have to do that or... Um just be willing to put up with a lot of suck. <laughs> you know, there have been several people who have done the them straight through um, and they've dealt with like just really nasty conditions, either in the Northern AT or um, on the CDT or whatever, or early season in the Sierra. Um, and uh, my main motivation, in addition to the weather, was I also wanted to hike um, the PCT with my uh, fiance um, because he was finishing his Triple Crown Oh. Um, he's already done the AT and the CDT. So he was finishing his triple crown this year with the PCT. And I wanted to hike that trail in its entirety with him. And so that basically made it a little bit more complicated for me weather window wise, because I couldn't split the PCT up. So I was like, all right, well, we'll just be flip flopping on the AT and the CDT so that I can have that with him. Gotcha. Interesting. So um, technically, just to wrap up, this. So where did you finish? I kind of lost track of this. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a really random finish. It was in the town of Grants, New Mexico, which is west of Albuquerque. And I finished there basically because my first hop from the AT to the CDT, that was just the most convenient location on the CDT to get to in New Mexico, because I just flew into Albuquerque and then took a bus to Grants and the trail goes right through Grants. So I just got on the trail and walked out of town in May. So at the end of the journey, I basically just walked into town. And when I got to like the junction of Route 66, I was just done there. Um, so it was a very arbitrary finish to the whole thing. Gotcha. It wasn't at the Mexico or Canada border. Correct. It was not at any of the termini of any of the trails. Gotcha. Thank you. I, I was trying to figure that out. So thank you for the explanation. So sure. in terms of... Uh, self-supported I mean how are you terming this so if you did it part of it with uh, your boyfriend that's um it's interesting kind of goes a little bit differently there's a sometimes it's, people consider it supported if one is doing it with someone else sort of like a pacer but if you're doing it uh, entirely independent of each other but accompanied I mean how are you approaching that um it was important for me, although I did, you know, set a women's fastest time for completing the calendar triple crown. Um, 
or and for the triple crown in general it wasn't intended to be an fkt like i didn't want that to be the focus of this and so my goal was basically to do these trails exactly how i felt like doing them at any given time and not trying to um put any sort of rules on them so i mean i had friends come out and crew me um at various points and my fiance followed me on the cdt as best he could and met me along the way and so um first and foremost they were just through hikes and i did them sometimes on my own and sometimes i had people with me and sometimes i didn't and um and it was good it was refreshing after you know having fkts be my focus for so long to just kind of do the trails however i felt like it right right and uh <laughs> since uh it takes 200 it took 251 days and 20 hours and over 7,000 miles i think to have it do it as you feel like doing it is probably the, the the most appropriate style yeah yeah it wasn't yeah it was important to me to if i was going to be out there for that long doing trails i'd already done twice before to enjoy it you know not make this into something that was like really hard or like it didn't need to be any harder or more challenging i didn't need to apply any sort of rules <laughs> to make it harder um so yeah it was important um you know i mean speed wasn't the the main thing because i mean i took lots of time where i spent you know two three days with a friend in between trails or you know made time to like go visit family along the way and um you know just uh you know when people wanted to to help me out you know i didn't want to have to say no i can't um so it was it was a good way to like really have a different and more full experience on the trails Terrific. That's a really good style. Now, we, now technically, yeah. we probably should consider it supported for those reasons, but that doesn't really matter. Like you said, you've done these <laughs> twice before. Yeah. So this is your first calendar triple crown, but it's right. that's also the third time you've done it. So it's the not calendar, but triple triple crown, which is are you the only person to do all these three times. No. Um... I think that there are four men who've done each of these trails three times. Wow. And so I'm the first woman to do them three times. Gotcha. Well, it, again, for people like me and most of our listeners, we're going, really? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's impressive. So I think that was an excellent clarification there that so uh, officially speaking, this would probably be considered supported, but so what? Mm -hmm. Fine. I mean, you did what you right. wanted. You did in your style. And the ultimate rule, as I think you would agree, is that classic line, hike your own hike. Exactly. Yeah. And that was um, something I thought about a lot this year, because when I set out um, at the beginning, I had in my head that this was going to be a, you know, a self-supported hike, you know, and early on um, my fiance wanted to meet me and help me out along the way um, and I had to come to terms with whether I wanted that to be part of my hike or not and uh, I mean that was just in the first couple of weeks and I was like you know what I do I want this to be I want this to unfold and I wanted to I felt like that was definitely an area for growth for me because I mean as you know when you're trying to do an FKT or something it's all about the spreadsheets and the organization and controlling all the variables and number one there's no way to control all the variables for eight and a half months um and i wanted to just have 
uh, relinquish control of that and let things kind of unfold and um, be okay with it and hike my own hike, whatever that hike ended up being. And so it was a, a nice area for, for growth for me, for sure. Well, that's an excellent, very articulate description. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, because that with the giant growth of FKTs and, as you know, some professional interests coming in, we have to track these fairly carefully so that it's a level playing field. And so when you just are completely honest and say, this was refreshing, I've done this twice already, and now I just wanted to have this unfold as it will and to enjoy it, that's a that's a wonderful call. Yeah, yeah. It ended up being a really great call. Now, you also have this uh, a, a particular style, which is a, another classic through hiker style of being a little under the radar. So you said, I'm not sure exactly how many miles. So you did all three routes. Uh, there's no question about that. And you don't you don't spray. You don't go on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter every evening and things like that. Uh, while at the same time, you know, you announce what you did. So it's an interesting combination. And uh, so what, what is, what do you feel about that? Can you, can you help us with that? So uh, there's a certain aspect of the uh, through hikers who announce what they did. They want to be known for what they did, but they feel a little shy about it at the same time. They don't want to broadcast it. So it's this interesting in-between style. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's important, especially in like the field of FKTs, to document what you're doing and and to make it known and, and lend um, credulity to what you're doing by being public about it, not just after the fact, but during. And um, on the other hand, like I'm a very private person and like posting on social media, constant updates and everything in live time is just very not, not me. And so I've had to come to kind of a middle ground where I provide enough information um, to, you know, demonstrate what I've done, um, but still not feel like I'm betraying my own self and being true to myself in the process. So, um, and this year, like I said, you know, cause it wasn't an FKT focused thing. I felt a lot more freedom to just post when I felt like it and post what I felt like posting and not feel like I had to be like, Oh, I need to like make a post cause I haven't made a post in a while, or I need to take a picture of me at this sign or, you know, cause it wasn't all about documentation. It was just about, um, sharing the journey. And so that was, um, a nice way to be able to to do it this year like when i felt like posting or when i felt like i had something i wanted to share i could and i didn't feel like i had to um be doing it at a regular interval or anything like that you hiked your own hike exactly yeah <laughs> i instagrammed my own instagram now <laughs> <laughs> um, you and of course you've earned the the credibility i think if if someone mm -hmm. knew shows up and they do it in that style no one's ever heard of. I think we're just speaking for fastestknowntime.com. We would require uh, significant verification because we've, there's been a few, as you know, controversies of that in the past few years. But over the past 15 years, you've definitely earned the credibility to hike your own hike. And uh, it's an interesting evolution. Going back a number mm -hmm. of years, I'm going to 
refer to an article in Backpacking Magazine called A Ghost Among Us, describing your PCT FKT. And in the show notes, people can go on the website and get the link to this article. But I'll quote from this article. Temperatures in the Sonoran Desert, the southern terminus of the Pacific Crest Trail, are spiking at 120 degrees. The hundreds ahead of her had already started their hikes as early as March. Now there were stragglers and the maybe going to make it. And then there was her. It's a fairly dramatic paragraph. And the whole article is fairly dramatic like that. And indeed, I think at that time, you were what we could call hardcore. (laughs) Yeah. Would you concur? Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That was probably (laughs) one of the hardest things I've ever done was getting through the desert that year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a good article. And as you mentioned a few minutes ago, you were buttoned up. That's how it was done. You had the spreadsheets, you had the timetables, you had the weights down to the ounces, and it was all about efficiency. And now this, Mm -hmm. this 2018, you opened it up a little bit. Yeah. Now, would you say you've just, would you call this you've slowed down or you're smelling the roses or you've evolved, you've matured? So how would you describe what that magazine article, how that magazine article described you and how you are now? Well, definitely that article, I felt like from the very beginning, even at the time, was a little overly dramatic. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a good, it's a good read. It, it is a good read. And I, I mean, I definitely think that like the essence of it is is accurate. Um, I was definitely at a very different place in my life back then and um, figuring out what I wanted and, you know, how I needed to go about it and, and, you know, conquering some things. And so I I definitely was very intense that summer and I had to be to get through what I had set out to do. Um, And I definitely still can be that way. Um, I don't have, but I'm not that person anymore. So I don't have to overcome those things, improve those things. So, I can approach things a little differently. Um, and uh, as I said earlier, this year was all about just doing something that I had wanted to do since I was 22 years old, long before I even knew about FKTs. I just wanted to do this thing. And so now I've done this thing. And, um, you know, there's, there's definitely continued growth and maturation and um, always learning new things about myself and, um I mean, you can't ever go wrong on a long journey or a long run. You're always going to come out the other side with new insights and and learning different things. Um, Wow. So, yeah, just a work in progress. (laughs) A work in progress. (laughs) Well, it's terrific. Evolution. Uh, Self-evolution is the best. And with Mm -hmm. the way you're articulating this, have you ever thought of writing – You've done a TED Talk. I should know. That's right. I forgot that. I'll put in the show notes on our website – the URL for the TED talk you did, which was very good. How about a book? Um, actually, uh, so last winter, I um, managed to not only plan a calendar year triple crown hike, but write a book about my 2013 PCT FKT, all in the span of about three months. <laughs> and so that book is being published by Mountaineers Books, and it's coming out March 1st. Oh. Um, and it's called Thirst, 2,600 Miles to Home. So 
I will be a published author here in a few months and I can send you um, the pre-order link to put in the show notes if you'd like. Um, definitely. But yeah, so my very first book is coming out um, just in a few months. <laughs> wow, definitely. Please send that link. It'll go in the show notes. And uh, what a fun interview. I, I'm just asking a vague question and you had a very specific answer. You've done it. So I, I think everything that, yeah. oh, Heather, could I ask, is everything you've tried to do, you've done? No. Um, nope. I, uh, I failed last year at the Colorado Trail uh, record and also in 2014 at the uh, John Muir trail record. And obviously I haven't finished Barkley. You know, I've been back there four times. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bar Barkley is, I, we, we, if you didn't mention it, I was going to mention that, but okay. Colorado trail, John Muir trail. Barkley's in a different category. Yeah. That always gets a little asterisk. It's a little separate, but uh, yeah. Um, I tried both the John Muir trail and the Colorado trail as unsupported efforts, um, completely unsupported. And um on the John Muir Trail, I got very altitude sick and I had to quit. And then last year, I actually had a, a foot injury on the Colorado Trail, which was actually left over from Barkley. Um, and it flared up when I was attempting that FKT. And so I uh, I bailed out on that rather than risk serious injury. Um, but Those are hard. I mean, because yeah. your, your preparation, your planning for this is massive. And so if you can't complete something like the Colorado Trail, that's that's got to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's always frustrating when uh, you don't succeed at something like that. But I definitely feel like there's always takeaways um, no matter what, whether you're successful or not. And I prefer the term learning experiences rather than failures. Um, I definitely learned a lot about my body last year on the Colorado Trail. Um, because like I said, it was a lingering injury from Barkley. Um, and it was really just like kind of a humbling thing to realize, you know, I really should have known better than to try an FKT when I had a nagging injury, um, even if I thought that it wasn't going to flare up. Um, and learning to be more patient with my body as I've gotten older. Um, extraordinary attitude there. Better than my attitude. I Basically, when I can't complete something, I just go to pieces totally and my lady friends just want to leave me because I'm unbearable to be around. So congratulations. You have a good <laughs> attitude. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> so is Barkley number five coming up this next spring? I don't think so. Um, I definitely feel like I need to give myself a full off season, which I haven't had since my PCT record. Mm. Um, so it's been five years since I've actually given myself any sort of a chunk of time off because I've pretty much gone and set an FKT each summer. And then each winter trained for Barkley. <laughs> and so that's pretty much year-round massively intensive. Um, and, I mean, last year and this year both I had some injuries. I mean, they've all healed. But, uh, you know, I'm 37 now. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'm at a point where I maybe need a little bit of a break. And um, we'll see what next summer brings. But this winter I definitely want to focus on um, rest and recovery. Um, well, in a way that I haven't done. 7,000 miles, you probably deserve that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, so 2019, you just said you'll see what it brings next summer. There's no specific plans. And I, pardon me, I ask this of everyone. I always ask what's next. So any anything on mm -hmm. your 2019 list? 
Um, nothing specific. Um, you know, I want to do some peak bagging next summer because I haven't done that in a while. And I don't know. Um, I, uh, I watched, uh, string beans, uh, movie run for Colin, um, just about his PCT hike. And I was like, I'm never doing an FKT again. And then I watched that the other day and I was like, Oh, I kind of miss FKT. So I don't know, maybe something short. Um, but you know, nothing concrete. Um, I'm focusing, you know, on my book and, um, and then just kind of, I don't know, we'll see where, what, what happens, what I feel like in the spring. That's terrific. What a great attitude. And congratulations. This is a wonderful story. 15 years ago, you saw this, uh, you saw this, what <laughs> Flying Brian did. You were so excited and you put it in your mind and then you just did it. Uh, what, yeah. what a great story. Thanks. Yeah. And we definitely look forward to staying in touch and seeing what happens if next year. And again, nothing has to happen next year. One can just live one's right. life, do a few peak bags and go swimming naked in the ocean. It's uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's definitely kind of my takeaway from this year is like, you know, I don't need to be defined by what's next. I can just do what I feel like. <laughs> Terrific. Excellent. Thank you very much, Heather, and we look forward to reading your book uh, next March. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. I like, <laughs> you know. Well, the website's the best way to do that. Right in the home page, it just lists this chronological right. list. And uh, if you want to, you, you can keep up because of Peter Backwin. I mean, otherwise, yeah. you can't do it. But Peter is. Yeah, I can't imagine how he does it, but yeah, every once in a while I'll go to the website and kind of scroll around and see what's what's new and what's happening. But yeah, it's it's crazy. It That's is. how it's changed even since 2013 when I sent my first oh, yeah. FKT. We get three submissions a day. It's wow. uh, it's nuts, and they're they, yeah. they come from a lot a lot in the UK, still mainly English speaking, but not entirely. Um. Mm -hmm. So Europe, not a lot from Asia right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you're passing through, we would certainly like to see you in person. Yeah, um, hopefully next summer. You know, I, like I said in the interview, we don't have any firm plans, but I think there's going to be some road tripping and climbing involved. So um, I'll definitely let you know if I'm in the area. Please, please do. And if you need any gear, Shoot us a note. You know, we're just whatever you need, it's yours. All right. Thank you and so U, much. UD and FKT are separate. So that's just that's putting on my other hat, by the way. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I figured it was yeah, it was just a little confusing when I got the email from Craig this morning. I'm like, wait, is this a UD thing? Like <laughs> No, it's not. So, so you gotta yeah. be clear it's okay. not. Uh, but uh yeah. we, we wear those two hats since we're happy to change hats and send you whatever gear you want. Sounds good. Yeah, I've got a pile of stuff I got to sort through here. Um, but um, definitely, I used the UD rain gear a lot this year, and that stuff is incredible. But it's pretty worn out, so I may be sending you a message asking for a new set. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. Well, take care. All right. Well, I will send you nice the, the link yeah. and the photo. And um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you very much, Heather. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye.
I hope you've gotten some good ideas for your next big run. Subscribe to this podcast so you can find out what's cool every week. It will be delivered to you each Friday. And definitely go to fastestknowntime.com to read the notes from this show and ask questions or make comments on what you've heard today. There are FKTs being reported daily that are incredible, but you maybe have never heard of them. So stay up on what is happening on this website and follow us on Twitter, the Gram, and Facebook. Many people have thanked us for this work, and you can too by clicking support this site at the bottom of the webpage. Tune in next Friday. It's going to be fast and good.